Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, uh, the government uh, is enabling local authorities, including Limerick, to move local council meetings online, the virtual meeting. We've all got used to that, haven't we? The COVID-19 crisis, of course, highlighting the need for local authorities to adapt to change. And uh, we are joined by Fine Gael Councillor John Sheehan and Independent Councillor Elisa O'Donovan to tell us a bit more about it. Uh, you're both welcome. Good morning to you. Um, so, 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 John... What's the story here? I mean, obviously, the full council has 40 members and then you have other meetings uh, of smaller groups. Yeah, yes, Joe. Good morning. Good morning to your listeners. Yeah, the the essence of this legislation really is um, with the with um, the pandemic coming that uh, some councillors were disenfranchised that they may not be able to attend physically during the pandemic um, some of the council meetings. So... Um, now, the minister signed into, with a, minister, with a ministerial directive the other day, he signed into law that a vote that would be taken from, taken from somebody uh, virtually, by, by example, to people there, that if somebody was sitting at home, they were on their laptop, they were tuned, tuned into the meeting virtually, that their vote would be accepted because heretofore, here to uh, any votes, any statutory votes now would, would, would have to be done physically. So that's the only change, really, Joe, on on the system. And um, and, and have you guys been holding any meetings <coughs> online? <coughs> oh, yeah, yes, we've had been holding meetings, but we had to meet physically, which we have been doing at the race course and uh, under social distancing and so on, which we have been doing under COVID guidelines. Um, uh, not not unlike the the um, the Arctis members who were meeting in the convention centre, something similar but a smaller scale, obviously. We have been doing that to do our statutory business. We will be doing that shortly towards the end of November again, uh, meeting physically to adopt or not adopt the budget. I, I, um, I remember debating something with a couple of uh, councillors at one stage and I was asking a question of them and they said they weren't sure who had voted which way because they couldn't see around the corner because of the social distancing that's obviously required in uh, Patrick's Well Racecourse. Well, that was that. That's it. The, the the room we're in obviously was not ideal. It was the only place available at the time because uh, hotels and, and other venues uh, were restricted in their movements as well. So uh, the race course was a place where we were as a um, where we could be isolated, where we weren't actually mingling with other people from any other business. Uh, so that was why the race course was picked. Now you're right. It was a bit. It was a small bit like getting a bad seat in the stand. At the gated grounds at times, if the pillar is if you're down at one end and the pillar is in front of you, you won't see the goal up at the other end. So there was a bit there was a bit of that in the race course as well. But um, the, you were physically present. That's all you needed to be understanding others is physically present. And when the roll call was taken, that um, when the roll call was taken, the, you you say a yay or nay to the vote, and that was sufficient under law. And, and John, were you roaring at each other? No, not at all. No, we were fully mic'd up. Uh, the person that didn't, the person that didn't know who voted for what, now was the person that wasn't paying attention to. Her. Right, uh, yeah. Councillor Elisa Donovan, what do you make of this? Good morning, Joe. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, this has been uh, done out of necessity for sort of health and safety. Um, and look, council business has to go on during this time, and we're very, very fortunate that we now have the technology in order to do this. 
Um, and I think at the very start of the pandemic in, in April and in May, um, council meetings were postponed and they were defer deferred. There was no council meetings. And you can imagine as a local councillor, that was very, very frustrating um, because we didn't, as an elected representative, we didn't have an opportunity to like have our say or, or speak up on, on behalf of the people that we represent at, at these meetings. So as restrictions ease, then um, obviously we met in the race course and then the metropolitan meetings took place in Dura Doyle because it, it allows for sort of physical distancing. But there was a cap of two hours put on those meetings. And obviously, a huge amount of work had piled up over the over the. So, might say that might be a bad thing. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you see, a huge amount of work had piled up, and um, I, I felt they were very, very rushed. And we've had a number of, of virtual meetings now online, and I actually, um, I actually think that they are a really positive kind of way forward to do council business. We are where we are, and um, you know, I would prefer for us to be able to take a bit of time and meet online and discuss things and um, rather than meeting in a cramped race course and and be rushed in and out of there in, in two hours and um, so i think it could be a very positive step forward actually and it would it, it would make things a lot easier for, for a lot of councillors who um you know might find it difficult to take time off work and um, you know to go to the many sort of meetings that we that we have as elected elected representatives yeah, we're chatting to independent councillor Elise O'Donovan and Fine Gael councillor John Sheehan. Are you in favour, John, of virtual meetings in principle? Uh, in principle, uh, in the during the pandemic, uh, yes, Joe. But I think that uh, I will be proposing that when uh, the way we actually do this business, uh, the next day we meet is we'll have to change our standing orders to allow the virtual vote, and the minister has left it up to each local authority to change their standing orders to facilitate uh, whether they facilitate a full virtual meeting or a hybrid virtual meeting, which would be uh, maybe 25 councillors um, present or 15 councillors not present. But I would be putting a sunset clause in this, Joe, because uh, while it might look very convenient at the moment, it, it, uh, it really lets the management off the hook in relation to um, being really tackled uh, at meetings because... You're online. You're, if you have good broadband, well and good. If the council put in the technology, uh, like you'd see on the Graham Norton show there now, or something, or I think we saw it in in um, the Voice or one of those things where there was a public audience and things that were able to interact. If you have that type type of technology, maybe. But I give you a scenario, Joe, that somebody is at home and they they have a vital uh, vote to to take and their broadband connection goes down just as the roll call has been taken for the vote. Now, is that person disenfranchised by the by the fact that the broadband has broken down and it hasn't been clarified for us as to how that person would cast that vote from home? Uh, I'll give you another instance where we it's seldom, and very seldom it happens, where the council have to meet in camera or in private because of commercially sensitive issues um, and we'll have a lot of them actually coming up because we are staffing our uh, city and county development plan, which involves rezoning and all other issues like that. So if there's something commercially sensitive, you go in camera, which is in private. Uh, now, if there's somebody at home uh, operating virtually, you just trust that person to be in private in the room that they're in at home or whatever they're beaming in from uh, without anybody with them to, do, to, to prompt them to do business. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'll be proposing a sunset right. clause. Okay, a, a sunset clause means that it only lasts for a certain length of time. Um, but, but uh, at least, I mean, 
John makes some good points there. Oh, he does. And I actually would, I would fully agree with him. Um, and I think we, we, we need more direction from the department on, on, on how this will work. Um, I think a huge concern that I have for this is we have been running um, strategic policy committees virtually online that have been quite inaccessible to the public. And that's a really, really important thing. All the meetings that we hold in the council chambers, be it in City Hall and Dura Doyle, are open and freely available to members of the public. And if we move our council meetings online, then they, it ha- there has to be a mechanism that the public can go on and watch those meetings as well. And it just hasn't been teased out enough, um, I think, at government level. Um, and I think we're being, it's, it's kind of up to ourselves to just um, decide what we want to do. But I, but I absolutely agree with the point there. Um, and we definitely need more yeah. direction. The, like, the other thing is just the logistics of this. You know, those of us who've been on meetings know that if it gets beyond seven or eight, you're you're in difficult territory. You know, people roaring at each other. You're on mute. You're on mute. Sure. No, I wouldn't all say that nonsense that goes on. That's another one, Who has control of the mute button? Well, there you go. Sometimes sitting in here, I think I do, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> could, I, could I just even could I just even up the score a small bit, uh, Joe? I can see great advantage in this for um, for short term um, interludes. We'll say somebody that may have may go on maternity leave or paternity leave. Somebody that uh, obviously may get sick and may not be physically able to attend the meeting that they will be able to do so virtually in the future at some stage. And I think to enhance the, the role of uh, the councillor and to enhance whom we get into politics in the future. But um, we just need to be, like, I would still say the predominant obligation would be to be present in the chamber. Um, and, and a selfish question. I mean, I covered my share of council meetings over the years and um, there were many times when I thought to myself, Gee, some of this stuff would be great to broadcast. I mean, if you guys are going to do it virtually, sure, can we not broadcast sections of it? Well, uh, you, you, you have to be allowed to record it, Joy. Oh, I'm well aware of that. Just, I know what the rules are. As it, as it stands. <laughs> but, but the only thing I would say, Joe, on that, and I'm being serious here now for councillors, uh, uh, a, well, a, um, a TD can stand up in the chamber in the doll and can castigate his fellow TD or anybody in the public with whether to be true or false allegations without um, suffering any recourse to the courts for libel or, or anything else. Uh, you, unfortunately, we don't have that cover. Well, you have qualified time. privilege. No, it's, it's not No, we same. don't have, no. You have no privilege whatsoever. No, no, no privilege whatsoever. No, we can be taken to the cleaners if we say the wrong thing. Well, now I've learned something this morning. Well, that's my understanding. If it now you might get my, a my, my my understanding was that it wasn't the same level of privilege that they have in the Dáil and Shannon, but that there was a degree of qualified privilege um, no, in, in at council level. Uh, um, Elisa, well, I mean, uh, yesterday evening I went online and I watched the Cork Metropolitan Council meeting online, and for me that's democracy. For me, that is what citizens want. They want to be engaged. There's a genuine interest and enthusiasm from people in this city and the county to use technology to, to try and improve civic engagement. And, like, if you have councils like Cork doing it, Dublin have been live-streaming meetings for 15 years. I don't understand why Limerick cannot do that now either. And there's re- there's really no reason for it. So, so we could take but, a section of a meeting, let's say, and broadcast it here on Limerick Today, you know, if we wanted uh, a strong five minutes of it or whatever, if, you know. Oh, no, I think, I think but, uh, what Elise is talking about is actually a full live stream of the whole meeting. 
Oh no, no, I, I get that. But what I'm saying is that like if you if you can live stream it, then there's no reason that Live ninety five shouldn't broadcast bits of it. It doesn't. It's not. It's not logical otherwise. Oh no, no, no. But if we go to live streaming, I I I I'd imagine you have full. You full access, yeah, and that means that, as you say, um, at least the public can can watch it as well um, and access it. Okay, very interesting debate, and it'll be fascinating to see how it develops. Uh, thank you both very much for talking to us this morning, Independent Councillor Elise O'Donovan and Finnegan Councillor John Sheehan. Here's Adele. Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live ninety five. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.